Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you on a nice spring day, middle of April. I'm just getting past my St. Patty's Day hangover. Four weeks. Woo! Now, actually, I've been having a good time since St. Patty's Day. I had the great opportunity to visit friends and enjoy an outstanding event in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada on St. Patty's Day. It was an event at the Jeannie Dini Cultural Center. My gosh, it was like one of the best events I've attended in the last year. The event was called Men of Worth. A Scottishman and an Irishman were there, played some of the most beautiful music uh, I've ever heard. And it's a lovely theater, seats about 150, outstanding sound. And these two gents who travel the world played all sorts of mandolins, guitars, concertinas, drums, all acoustic. It was incredible. The Jeannie Dini Cultural Center in Yarrington, Nevada, one of my favorite places to visit. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of places I have discovered throughout northern Nevada on my recent travels. We're going to talk about that, some of the people I met, some of the things I saw, and we're going to get a special guest joining us later on the show. His name is Deke McBride, and he is the business development manager at Driggs Title Agency here in northern Nevada. That and more after this International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Suntech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. Suntech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. Suntech Solar Screening 3529396. Suntech Solar Screening. Your Nevada real estate questions with answers from Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you. Hey, I'm having a good time like I do every week talking about real estate, real estate for investors, and what you can do with real estate when you have real estate. I mean, it's I'm talking as small as owning your own condominium or maybe a small track home. First-time home buyers. Once you own a home, your life can change. Change for the better in so many ways. Look, everybody wants substance in life. And if you're at that time in your life when your relationship is the biggest part of your substance, you've got to make a relationship with people and other people want something that you can offer, security. And how do you offer security? It's by being wise, by making good decisions, by being on the right path, doing the right things as you're building relationships. Owning real estate is a big part of that. I mean, let's face it. What new married couple does not want to own their own home? I'm sure there are some. I'm sure there are a few people that have no intention of ever owning a home. But that's not the majority of people. We get great pride from owning our own little piece of the rock, a little piece of America. I own my own home. I got to tell you, it's like the best thing that I did. It was not easy getting started. I've gone through some hurdles in my life in home ownership uh, travels, but I got to tell you, in the big picture, it's something that you really, really get a lot of positive benefit from. Later on the show, we're going to have a gent named Deke McBride, and he is an executive at Driggs Title Agency. We're going to talk about how title works in the real estate world, but always keep this in mind. Real estate is where you make real value. Most wealth in America comes from people that started out by owning real estate, and they probably still own a lot of real estate. I want to talk about something that I do because I own just a little bit of real estate, and that's uh, I'm a beekeeper. Being a beekeeper is something that you cannot do if you're renting in a different apartment or condo in once, twice a year moving. You can't do that. That's not what it's about. It's kind of like having a waterbed. Remember having the waterbeds? I had a waterbed. 
And if you're moving more than once a year, there's a hassle factor that's in there. When you move a waterbed, you need two or three days to set it up, take it down, let it warm up, make sure it's right, get all the bubbles out. I mean, you know, it's a process. Well, being a beekeeper is the same thing. However, the benefits, uh, although different from owning a waterbed, uh, there are many beneficial elements of being a beekeeper. We're going to talk about those elements of being a beekeeper all throughout the year because we're big fans of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. And they put on the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference every year. It's like one of my favorite times of the year, February. And this last year in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada, we enjoyed the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, seeing all the uh, things that you can do with products from the hive. You could make uh, lip balm. You can make uh, bath bombs. uh, You can make face scrub. You can make shampoo. uh, Beautiful scented candles. I mean, nothing better scented than honey. And then, of course, there's the honey itself and all the health benefits and the uh, gastronomic benefits of different kinds of honeys from different parts of the state, different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Uh, Honey is a magnificent product that probably the hardest working animals in in the world make. Honeybees. Honeybees make honey. And I, I learned recently that it takes about 800 honeybees and during their whole lifetime, will make one jar of honey. I think it comes out to about a teaspoon, a teaspoon in the life of every honey, if that much, if it's a good bee. So it takes a lot of bees to make it happen, but it's a very social world that honeybees live in. And as a homeowner, it's something that I love doing because there's benefits for me, benefits for my family. There's benefits to the universe, Honeybees are such important pollinators, and especially during the spring, right now, when those apple blossoms, those cherry blossoms, all of the plants are starting to really blossom out, they need pollinators to make life good for them. And although honeybees are not the only pollinators in America, they're the dominant pollinators that we think about because they are busy, busy bees. Something happened recently in northern Nevada, pertaining to the beekeepers of the world, of the state, that really got beekeepers in a big concern. Recently, one of our statewide politicians proposed a bill known as SB, Senate Bill 389, which would prohibit apiaries, places where bees are kept, in areas zoned for two or more residents per acre. What it basically means is that if you're on your home is on one less than one half acre, anything smaller than one half acre, you would not be able to put a beehive there for any purpose. Whether you want to pollinate your garden, make honey, doesn't matter. It would be a statewide law that you could not do that. Now, it was Republican Senator Keith Pickard who co-sponsored the bill. He presented it with an amendment limiting its application to the state's existing. Africanized Bee Quarantine Zone, which is in southern Nevada. Now, that covers all of Clark County and the southern sections of Nye and Lincoln County. But still, even though we first heard about the bill here in the northern part of the state, including the whole state, there's a lot of concerns that we have when you have government entities trying to regulate something like beekeeping all across the state, primarily because there's so many differences all across the state. The bill's hearing went before the Senate National Resources Committee and landed somewhat like a hive being hit with a stick as the beekeepers, all of us from northern Nevada, conservationists and local officials who who really know what we're talking about, uh, they were there in action. And there was a great article in the Las Vegas Review Journal And um, a gent who wrote the article, his name is Bill Denser, uh, he just put together a great story. So I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of his his story in the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He says, the only thing thicker than the buzzing of opposition in the committee room were the bee puns, like when Pickard said the place was swarming. Uh, Ha ha. The senator said the bill was in response to a resident complaining of stings near his Henderson, Nevada address, and he said that the owner of uh, some beehives next door had 12 beehives. Well, 
he said they had been essentially driven the family, his family, out of their backyards because they were over with bees, presumably from the neighboring property. Uh, he acknowledged that the bees could have come from elsewhere, but hey, children get stung and pets are getting stung and, well, one thing will do another. And he said uh, that it was a serious situation. But after some research, it was discovered that only one person in the state has ever died from bee stings. And that was the Las Vegas exterminator who was stung a whole bunch of times in 2016 while removing a hive and he was not wearing protective gear. Now, in the recent years, as I said, only that one guy has died. Now, there are a lot of people that are afraid of bees, and anytime they see anything flying like a wasp or a hornet, they associate it with the honeybee, but that's not it. Honeybees are really quite docile, and they're not the same as wasps and hornet. So there were a number of people that turned out to, uh, you know, support of the bees, and, uh, and they came out in all areas, and that included the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association representatives, Debbie Gilmore and Andy Joyner from Yarrington, Nevada. They were there. And then also members from the Northern Nevada Beekeeping Association and the Carson City Association, which is known as the Greater Nevada Beekeepers Association. And there was a lot of discussion about the finer points. But the fact is, when it all settled down, Senator Pickard was the only person speaking on behalf of the bill. The chairman of the Senate asked for anybody who was in favor of this bill to stand. Nobody stood. They even went via teleconference and video conference from Las Vegas where they could see what was going on here, and nobody stood. They asked who was opposed to the bill, and of course all of us, beekeepers and local residents in northern Nevada, we stood. And then two people in Las Vegas, the only two people on the video part of the conference, they stood as well. What was really funny is that the gent that was uh, – and he was the one that was um, the source of the complaints. His name is David Sharpless. Uh, he was one of the uh, – he was one of the individuals that talked on the conference and he said that essentially uh, everything has been taken care of. Uh, he's now in compliance with rules. And he's allowed to have his two properties. And even uh, even uh, the city of Henderson turned out to oppose the bill, noting that a more comprehensive local ordinance had just passed in August uh, regulates apiaries without banning them outright. So Packard bill was too restrictive. It conflicted with the city's goals of allowing apiaries in a variety of neighborhoods. And a planning manager from Henderson, Eddie Dichter, told the committee and other loyalties that he was in favor, rather against this bill as well. So it was just amazing to see politics happen, politics in action. Uh, one person uh, brings a bill in front of the Nevada Senate, ties up over 100 people that are there to protest and, and talk against this bill. And then all of the civic officials and the political officials and the electricity and the electricians hooking up the video conference just so this bill would not move forward. Big waste of money, if you ask me. I believe the senator from Henderson should have contacted anybody who's an experienced beekeeper, anybody who's an officer with any of the Northern Nevada beekeeping organizations, or even me, Peter Padilla, drone at large. I would have said the same thing. This is something you regulate on a local level. And how many people are affected? It sounds like you're having one person, one complaint that may not even be valid dictate what the rules are for everybody else in the state. And if you ask me, that, ladies and gentlemen, is not fair. But what is fair? My guest, Deke McBride, he's coming up. He's a great guy. He's going to talk to us about the title work at Driggs Agency, title company in northern Nevada. We're also going to be talking about other things happening in the real estate world, looking at the median home prices and more after this break. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. 
Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200, Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. And we're back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. You know, the hot weather is going to be here before you know it. Whew, and I'd like you to know how cool my home was last summer. Thanks to Suntech Solar Screening. The great people at Suntech are amazing because this company is amazing. Our home was so much more comfortable. Up to 90% of the heat from the sun no longer comes through my big living room windows. I have 24 windows in this living room, so when the heat hits them, it's like an oven. But not anymore. Cooler and more comfortable. Thanks to Suntech Solar Screening. Springtime is the best time to get Suntech Solar Screenings because you'll avoid the summer rush and get a 10% discount. Call Daryl at Suntech Solar Screening, 3529396. Visit Suntech Solar Screens of Reno.com and that way you can work it on the internet too. Tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I have a guest from a local title company. It's called Dregs Title Agency and Deke McBride is with us. Welcome to our show, Deke. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here as well. Driggs Title Agency, how long has it been here in the Reno area? Here in Reno, we opened our branch in December of 2017, so we're coming up on a year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, still pretty new. You know how long it takes to be an overnight success? A year and a half. That's I thought that might be a trick question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you're here because that's a good indication that real estate activity is moving in the right direction and that it's going to continue to move in the right direction because a lot of people are having struggles finding homes, uh, cutting deals. Uh, there's a lot of people, of course, wanting to move to northern Nevada. And I think it's going to continue because it is absolutely gorgeous. You heard me on my intro, Deke, that it, I had a recent trip that I took across northern Nevada. I'm just curious to know if you've ever done that, traveled to any of the small towns. I have not much. I, so I only moved here to Arizona about five, and, or I mean to Nevada, I'm sorry, from Arizona about five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I've taken one trip on I-80 across mm -hmm. the state. And so I've never really explored uh, a lot of the beautiful areas in northern Nevada. I need to. You're an outstanding worker because I know, I know why. And I moved here in 2000 and for about the first four or five years, I did the same thing. I hardly went anywhere because I was so busy getting established, working the job, meeting, doing what I need to do. And then on the weekends, of course, I was doing laundry. Right, right. So now that I've been here a while, I'm going to tell you and our audience just a little bit about my travels. It was really a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. We traveled to work for a great company. It's a nonprofit organization, in fact, called Joint Inc. And Joint Inc. helps people get trained for new careers. So if, let's say, you're a taxi driver or you're, you, know, you can't figure out uh, what you're going to do for the future, you want to do something else, maybe you want to go to dental school or you want to become a, uh, an LPN or you might want to get into the uh, tech world and take some computer classes, but you don't know where to go and you know, the money and the classes and the cost. If you go visit JOIN, you'll be amazed at what they can do to help you find the right career for you, get trained, in many cases at no cost to you or at very, very low cost. Uh, I've heard some incredible success stories across the country, uh, and or rather across the state. And the reason I've heard these stories is because our job is to go talk to people that have actually used the great services that JOIN Inc. has to offer. First day, Winnemucca, Nevada. Oh, wow. We were there for a full day on Wednesday. And it was a ton of fun. Winnemucca has a really thriving downtown, which I like. It's like a big, small town. Um, and so you have that feel of a small town, yet they have all the different kind of businesses and services that you might like. And it has, of course, that Wild West feel there. Uh, you're quite a bit further north in the state than you are in Reno, because from here to Winnemucca, it's north and east, but a lot north. And so you're not that far from the Oregon border there as well. So you see more travel from and to Oregon. In fact, that's the way when I go to Oregon that I travel. But it is a lovely community, and um, it is really working on enhancing its 
It's opportunities for people that want to get a medical world. And uh, we're very excited about the things happening. The next day, Deke, we traveled to Elko, Nevada. Elko's a big mining town, and there's a lot going on there. And it was probably the the largest and the most active of all the big cities there because it's kind of like a central point for so many mine operations. And uh, really, it's like I say, it's the one large community west, east rather, of Winnemucca. A uh, very dynamic community there in Elko. Incredible restaurants. Woo. We had some good food in Elko. And, uh, good Basque food, I've heard there, right? Very good Basque food, yes. Uh, it, was, it was truly a, a delightful place to be. Uh, an incredible convention center. Their Chamber of Commerce is so cool. It looks like it's from the Daniel Boone era. I gotta tell you, I think it's the only Chamber of Commerce I've ever seen that has an outhouse. <laughs> I'm serious. It is just incredible. In service? That well, you I can go in it, but I mean, you look at all these, it's, it's like a replica of from the 1800s. Yeah. It's very, very neat. And they have all sorts of museums and art and whatnot. And one of the neat things that they're doing in Elko is a street corner boots. And so I'm not sure if you were here a while back, but in downtown Reno, one of the things that our government officials decided to do to help decorate was they would put real player, real pianos at the street corners and people could come up and play pianos. Well, in Elko, what they have are these huge, huge cowboy boots. One boot, uh, probably about seven to eight feet tall at the street corner. And these boots are decorated and painted from every angle. And it's really an incredible culture, cultural thing to see. You really feel like you're in the West. And then these boots are all over the area, all over the corners, and you see them, and, and every one, of course, is different. And it's, uh, it really takes you uh, back to the Old West to feel a lot of the buildings, the sides of the buildings are completely uh, muraled over with horses chasing after cows, cowboys doing whatever they do out there in the Wild West, beautiful sunsets, uh, downtown parks, uh, great restaurants and bars, old-time soda fountains. Can you tell? I had a great time on my travels. <laughs> Sounds East. like it. Yeah, that was in Elko, uh, Nevada, and we're still on I-80, and uh, we had a full and fun day and met some incredible people. The next morning, bright and early, Thursday morning, we got in our car probably at 6.30, 7 a.m., and we drove south. We went to Ely, Nevada. And Ely, uh, of course, as many people know, is on the loneliest road in America, Highway 50. I have to uh, let our listeners know that I believe that is no longer true anymore. The loneliest road in America is the road between Elko and Ely because you're heading south on a two-lane road that is much less traveled. Uh, it has its, its, uh, its two-lane challenges, lots of hills, and very little traffic. A beautiful sight if you like solitude, if you like to see the open, open Sierras. Uh, but yeah, that uh, to me is the new loneliest highway. You get to Ely, and Ely, a little bit smaller than Elko, delightful community. It's in the center of White Pine County, and it's got so many small communities around it. It's like the hub in a bicycle wheel, and every, in every direction there's different activities. Uh, Deke, you know that area just a little bit. You were saying you know where a place called McGill is? Yeah, my, uh, my, my dad and his family... Uh, spent some time there growing up, mm -hmm. um, and uh, in fact, they even they have a development here in town they named Sticks because back then it was said that if you were from there, you were from the Sticks. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Well, McGill was pretty much in the Sticks, although there's right. there were quite a few little residences there, and it's not that far, pretty close to Ely. So I could see why that would be a very you know, memorable place to be, especially with the name McGill. I have a good friend named Tom McGill, and I thought about him when I was coming by. He lived in the sticks, too, quite frankly. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but these mining towns, I mean, uh, you know, there's robust communities that uh, yeah. grew up and, and uh, were built around that, the mining industry. Yes. Uh, it was really incredible to see and feel the history that's there. We stayed in a fantastic hotel called the Prospector Hotel that's like stayed in a museum. Every inch of that hotel has just got a history and a story. Uh, incredible figurines, a uh, life-size horse, a life-size uh, lion, um, posters, pictures, artwork that takes you all back to the, uh, the days of the cowboy, the western, and uh, it was just a delightful place to stay. Lucky enough that the day we got there, end of day, it started to snow. 
huge, huge snowflakes. They were like pancakes coming down from the sky. And we probably got about six inches of snow in just a couple of hours. And uh, it was just a, a literally frosting on the cake. <laughs> the mountains look like powdered sugar on a beignet. You know what a beignet is? Oh, I do. A beignet. Oh, my gosh. It was a gorgeous trip. I recommend anybody to go out. We're going to go back so that we can enjoy the Ely area again. Specifically, we'd like to go to Great Basin National Park. We know that there are some incredible views, incredible mountains, so much more to see. We're going to do that, and that's one of the great things about living in northern Nevada is access to some of the most beautiful areas in the world uh, within a one-day driving distance. And this is a real estate show. I know there are challenges in real estate in Reno as far as being able to find a home. But trust me, some of these communities are really, really close. These rural communities are close to our metro area, and the price difference unbelievable if you're looking to buy a home. We're going to talk about that and more with our in-studio guest, Deke McBride from Driggs Title Agency, after this message. Is it possible to prepare for the careers of tomorrow today? The answer is yes. Reno Technology Academy offers hands-on training in state-of-the-art tech labs. Earn certificates in computer and network technology, IoT, cybersecurity, software engineering, web development, fiber optics, and communication cabling. Movers, shakers, makers, and inventors are turning their technology passion into high-paying careers. Reno Technology Academy, 849-4983. RenoTechnology.academy. Attention home buyers. Come to our free Reno Home Buyers Seminar Saturday, April 20th from 10:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Lake Ridge Conference Room at 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Find out about current interest rates, the local housing economy, learn the real facts about your mortgage credit score, budgeting for a home, down payment requirements, and much, much more. Come to get all the facts and learn what it takes to purchase your very own home. It's the Reno Homebuyers Seminar, Saturday, April 20th, from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Lake Ridge Conference Room at 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200 in Reno. The Reno Homebuyers Seminar. Take the first step to home ownership. Register for free at RenoHomeBuyersSeminar.com. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune in to our show today. Having a good time talking about real estate, real estate for investors. You know, all the good things that you have to do if you're looking to buy or sell a home. One of the things you have to do if you already own a home or you want to move out of your rental and into your own home, you know it, right? Clean your carpets. That's the most important thing you need to do at that very critical moment. Going in or going out of a new property, you know the landlord or as a new owner, you're going to want your carpets spick and span. That's why we recommend CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. They do a fantastic job. They've done my home several times, and I've got to tell you, they really have attention to detail. And here's one of the best and most important things. CJ's Recommended Carpet Care, they are pet stain experts. So if you have a pet or you're moving into a home where there used to be a pet, you might want to call CJ's Recommended Carpet Care, 829-1551, or visit the website, cjscarpetcare.com. Tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, Deke McBride, and Deke is the Business Development Manager at Driggs Title Agency. You know, in today's real estate world, and today's any world, you have to have a combination of people and technology to make things happen. Right. You can't have just the people anymore because everybody's connected somehow or should be. And you can't have just technology. Otherwise, you have the full human element out of it. Um, you have to look at a balance there. And right. I get the feeling that that's what's important to you is that people aspect. Absolutely. And this is a very much a, a people business, whether you're talking about a real estate agent or a lender or a title or a home inspector. Technology can make life a bit easier, mm -hmm. but you can't lose that personal touch. You, know, you and I were watching uh, some updates from some of the posters of uh, videos, blogs, updates on the real estate market. It's amazing that there is a lot of concern um, about how technology is taking the human element out of real estate transactions. I mean, I just recently heard that one of the big companies, Zillow, is getting into the mortgage business. 
And all this time they were trying to tell people what their homes were worth just for the free uh, look at some of their advertising. And now we know what the deal is. They were, they're actually going to compete against the mortgage lending world. And then I heard that they're actually competing too against real estate companies. Right. I just saw that a week or so ago. Yeah. So, you know, at some point, some people will have the option of completely getting away from doing anything in front of a real person. They're going to do everything just by punching buttons. But I'm wondering about title and escrow. Can you imagine title and escrow where people would never have to see a person? Is that theoretically possible? I, maybe so. But, and, you know, when you bring up Zillow, I did hear a, an interview with the CEO of Zillow. And just in, in passing, he even mentioned title and escrow being a part of what they're trying to consolidate in the future. Yeah. Um, I will be the first one to say that sitting down to sign 125 pages of escrow documents to close your transaction is not ideal. I think it'd be great if you could uh, do a lot of electronic signing, um, you know, only sign with ink on what you would need to, maybe four or five documents. Mm -hmm. I would love to see our industry go more in that direction. So using technology to make it a little easier and, and reduce some hand cramping maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but completely removing the personal aspect, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's a good idea because, I mean, you have to verify identity. You know, in some cases, you really have to identify whether somebody has the mental capacity to go into a real estate transaction. And that's one thing you don't know if somebody's just punching buttons. What's their state of mind? What is, do they look like they're able to make an important decision like this, regardless of whether they have the funds or the loan or the access? And then, you know, of the course, there's, like I say, com for confirmation of my identity. I would imagine identity issues are a big problem or a big issue in the title world. Well, avoiding fraud is a, is a big part of what we do. Uh, and you're exactly correct that uh, if all you have to do is punch some buttons on a phone or on a computer, that is ripe for fraud. And so there's got to be some legitimate verification there. Um, I know a big part of what we do is making sure that the person selling the home is who they say they are, actually does own the home and mm -hmm. has the right to sell it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so identity fraud is something that we, we have to be very cognizant of in mm -hmm. our business. Uh, I have a good friend that would uh, take me out to dinner when I lived in Phoenix now and then, and um, kind of an eccentric friend, but what she did was she asked always the, the, the waiter or the waitress, she'd say, is the chef in a good mood today? And it was kind of funny, uh, but I understood why she was doing it because the people aspect of a kitchen is so important to the quality and the look and the taste of the food that comes out. Uh, I think that the Thailand escrow business is much like that as well because it's a very high stress job. There are a lot of deadlines. I mean, real tight deadlines. And then the numbers, I don't think you can even be off by a penny on your numbers nowadays. And uh, you don't have very many chances at a second chance in the world of title. So that people aspect is huge. Tell me a little bit about the people that you work with. So we, uh, my role at the company is I'm, I'm marketing, sales. And so I, I like to say I really don't matter nearly as much as the actual escrow officers that are interacting with home buyers, home sellers, real estate agents, their transaction coordinators. They're essentially the, the glue that holds together a whole transaction. Um, and we have two great escrow officers in our office, Renee Abrot and Yolanda Contreras. Um, and they both are experienced and uh, just do a great job. It's, it's an interesting skill set that a good escrow officer needs to have because you do have to be very accurate and detail-oriented on things like numbers and um, documents. But then you also have to have the people skills to make a first-time home buyer coming in to sign documents feel comfortable and feel happy. And it's a very stressful process for everyone. And a good escrow officer, their bedside manner, so to speak, um, can go a long way. And I, I'm lucky to have two, uh, two professionals who have that great mix. They're great on the details and great on the people side. And not everybody has that combination of skill. You know, you're absolutely right. I never really thought about how an escrow officer is so critical to those two very important elements of a transaction, people skills and technical skills, accuracy, if you will has to know exactly what those documents are. And you know that many of the buyers, the, the, the people involved with the transaction, I've been there. They have a lot of questions. And they have to be able to answer what every one of those documents mean and what every item means in those documents. 
I was a former mortgage lender a gajillion years ago, but not so far back that I don't remember great title and uh, uh, the client that would visit with the title companies. Uh, the best title officers were always the ones that were cool and calm. And I rarely saw any of the top title people uh, falter, even in some really well, stressful situations. It is a, a critical role, but it's not something that you think a lot about in a real estate transaction. Uh, I remember once uh, a client of mine who was selling property to a family member said he didn't understand why he even needed a title company. He said, it's just family to family. There's no reason why we would do that. Explain a little bit about what title does, the kind of research they do. Yeah, well, and we are throwing out these two terms, title and escrow which get put together, but they're two distinct parts of our business. The escrow portion is the administration of the transaction, but the title um, refers to our title department, which searches the history of a particular property's title, their mm -hmm. chain of title, mm -hmm. um, and, and make sure, again, that the sellers have are who they say they are, have the right to sell that property, don't have any liens or encumbrances that are going to transfer over. And then part of what the escrow officer does is, let's say a home ha does have a a lien that's sitting on it from who knows what, mm -hmm. that needs to be cleared up before ownership of that property can be changed. Mm -hmm. And so our, our title searchers will use a number of resources to basically dig through and, and can essentially tell you the chain of title of that property since the day it was built. Um, and then we then ensure that what we found is accurate and you what you're paying for uh, in large part is title insurance. Mm. And that title insurance then protects the buyer and or lender um, against any any future claims, and, and you know, I've had people ask me that question of, well, why do I need this? Um, it, basically, it's it's one of the best insurance policies you can have. You pay for it once; it lasts for the life of that loan. So, protect if you have a 30-year mortgage, it'll protect you mm -hmm. all through that. And uh, should there be any type of an issue that pops up, big or small, as far as title goes, you call us up. We then take care of the cost to defend you in court and make you whole if needed. And it's really a it's really a good deal. You know, it's just one of the business elements of home ownership is making sure that you own the home in the right way and that you go through the process. I absolutely recommend anybody buying or selling a home deal with a trusted title and escrow team because it's the uh, security of your most valuable asset that we're talking about, protection for you and for your family. I, I once remember a gent uh, concerned about the cost of title insurance, which trust me, it was minimal. When I said to him, you drive an automobile, you get insurance in the car, you pay that insurance every single month for the life of that car. If you keep that car for 30 years, I guarantee you, you're going to pay so much more money than you would for title insurance. That's for your home. And when he looked at the details and really what was protected, um, he felt much more comfortable. And I want everybody to understand title insurance, huge. You've got to deal with a great company. Driggs Title Agency. Deke, if somebody wants to get a hold of the company, what is the best number to call? 775-501-9580. All right. And when we post our podcast on our website, we will put all that contact information there, too. It will be at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. We're back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this quick message. Attention home buyers. Come to our free Reno Home Buyers Seminar Saturday, April 20th from 10:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Lake Ridge Conference Room at 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Find out about current interest rates, the local housing economy, Learn the real facts about your mortgage credit score, budgeting for a home, down payment requirements, and much, much more. Come to get all the facts and learn what it takes to purchase your very own home. It's the Reno Homebuyers Seminar, Saturday, April 20th, from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Lake Ridge Conference Room at 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200 in Reno. The Reno Homebuyers Seminar. Take the first step to home ownership. Register for free at RenoHomeBuyersSeminar.com. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening Products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screen. 
screening. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune into our show today. With me in the studio, I'm talking with Deke McBride. He is the Business Development Manager at Driggs Title Agency. We're looking at the real estate market and the real estate snapshot from our local Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. If you go there to renosparksrsar.net, you'll see all the same information that we're talking about, but you're probably not able to do that. That's why we're here. And the main thing to think about always when you're first looking to buy a home is what is going on in the market. If you're thinking about selling a home, same thing. You've got to know what competition is out there for other homes that might be for sale in your area. So we start by looking at the median home prices. You know, that's the number where you can say that half the homes sold for less than this number and half the homes in the market sold for more than this number. So you're looking right in the middle, but on a median basis, not an average price, but on medium of where the homes are selling. The peak that happened in 2018 actually happened twice. We had a peak in July of 2018 of $385,000 for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, stick-built home in northern Nevada. If you uh, went a little further into the year as we go into August, September, the trend started coming down a little bit where it hit a low, oh, somewhere about uh, August, and that number was in the range of $375,000. Then as we move into October, what happens? We're back up to almost and right at about $385,000 again, the peak. So the market price goes up and down, kind of like the stock market does or the price of pork bellies if you follow the commodities. Toward the end of the year, 2018, the median home price has come down to about $365,000. And now as we round the corner and we're into the April month quarter, first quarter of 2019, median home price, $369,000 in March. Deke, what do you think of that roller coaster there? Well, I think it's uh, it seems like a roller coaster, but uh, really that's um, not a huge fluctuation, and I think that's pretty indicative of the seasonality of the mm-hmm. real estate market, right? Um, and so I, I would expect uh, that number to co- continue to creep up over the the coming months. And you know, we have a good supply of of inventory, or at least better than in years past. Certainly, mm-hmm. it could be better, um, but it's it's pretty. It's been a good time to buy, from what I hear from my my real estate agent clients. Yeah, the the market has stopped going in just in one direction, which is up, 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 and now it's starting to essentially plateau off by by getting these rough. Uh, months from one month to another. Uh, if you look back a full year, the median home price was about $375,000. That's a fraction of a percentage from where it is today. So uh, if anything, it's kind of relieving to see that there may be a little bit of a plateauing so that we can catch our breath, maybe look for some deals. Maybe some people can save up some more money if they're looking to become first-time homeowners. Or if somebody's been sitting on the fence wondering, is this the time to sell? Maybe I should wait till values go up a little bit more. If you decide to sell, you know you're going to be getting a great number for your home because you're up near the peak. And if you're looking for uh, helping out people that are looking to buy homes, you put one more house up available for sale. And that's really what the real estate market needs is just some transactions. And hopefully uh, these numbers will help people make a decision. Most people don't want to make a decision when the numbers are going straight up or straight down. Deke, I was in the real estate market as a mortgage lender when the market was going down. I got into it just at about the peak. And it was it was really hard to get people to get off the fence because they just kept asking the same question. Have we hit the bottom yet? Have we hit the bottom yet? It wasn't for, for interest rates so much as they were asking if we'd hit the bottom of the housing market in northern Nevada because everybody was waiting. Most people I talked to said, oh, I couldn't buy now. I have no money. Oh, I couldn't buy now. I just went through a short sale. Oh, I can't buy now. It's not wise to buy now. The market's on the way down, and I've got to wait till we hit the bottom, and nobody knows when we hit the bottom. 2012, January, we hit the bottom. $150,000 was the median home price in Reno, Nevada. Now we're at $385,000. Believe it or not, for about a year after January of 2012, people would still ask me now and then, do you think we've hit the bottom? Do you think it's going to go back down? Is this, is this just what they call a dead cat bounce. And, you know, I really was wondering myself, maybe it'll go down to 130 or 140. 
But it never did, Deke. No. And the market continues to move. The, the deal is this. Real estate is usually a pretty good thing to consider, but not always. Not, it's all about timing, right? So if you're just looking for appreciation and value of your real estate holdings, it's not always a great time to buy. Sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes you have to sell. But if you're looking to get a home for your family, the time to buy is when you need that home. Right. If you can afford a home at any time and you need that home because you've got a baby on the way or the second kid's on the way or you're going to get married, you need that home. And so it's not always about the price. It's about when the real need is there. But if you're sitting on the sideline now, you've already got a home. Maybe you're looking for investment property. It is worth noting and checking out this snapshot from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. You can find that information at rsar.net. And you'll find information, oh, not just on what's happening in the Reno market, but in one of my favorite small towns near Reno. We were talking earlier on the show, Deke and I, about these cool communities that are in the area, Fernley, Fallon, Winnemucca, Ely, Elko, Minden, Gardnerville. We have the numbers here for the Fernley market for March up on the website. So in, in uh, Reno, Sparks, the median home price, $369,000 in Fernley. $259,000. That's a difference of $110,000. That's pretty wow. good in math in high school. Yeah. There you go. So that's, that's a pretty good number difference for just about 25 to 30 minutes drive in your automobile on Highway 80. Um, have you spent much time in front of yourself? A little bit. I, I, uh, I've been through there a few times, but I know especially for the people that are working out at uh, the Reno Tahoe Industrial Center, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a far drive, and, and uh, a number of, of the real estate agents I work with uh, do business out there as well, and it can, uh, it can be a nice, nice spot to look at homes. It absolutely is, and uh, if you like a little bit of a rural lifestyle, country lifestyle, livestock, Fernley could be a great place. Deacon looking at the Fernley market, it shows that 47 units were recently sold got 49 listings and uh, it looks like as much of a challenge as we have in Reno there's probably as much of a challenge in Fernley however the big difference there is the price I mean $110,000 you can do a lot with that in your life or with that much that much less debt in your life and Fernley could be a really great place to start working uh, on your first homeowners Um, maybe at a later point you can sell that home, or you can maybe even rent that home out as investment property, and then you might move up to your, let's say, more desirable home if you wanted to come back to Reno or Sparks. I think if you lived in Fernley for a while, there's probably a pretty good chance you'd end up liking it a lot there because it has a lot of charm, Nevada. Right. Uh, my favorite ice cream store, in fact, Deke, is right there in Fernley. It's called Steve's Ice Cream. Oh. If you ever get a chance, I'll please have to try that. go try it. Steve's Ice Cream. He is located right behind the restaurant that has those big golden arches, you know? Oh. Heard of those? I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, right behind that. If you see that, then go behind it, and there's Steve's Ice Cream. It's fantastic. Lots of great restaurants, lots of great fun things to do. They have a fantastic rodeo, and you really get that feeling of being in the Wild West. And yet, you can get to Reno quickly. It's just a short drive from Fernley, Nevada. I was out in Yarrington not long ago, as I mentioned earlier in the show. We went on the USA Parkway, right by all the technology centers. And then from there, you know, you can get almost anywhere. You can go on directly to Fallon, which is a great community, great ag community, has a nice shopping district, uh, fantastic, fantastic theater, movie theater there. And it's also adjacent and close to Sand Mountain. Now, I have not been to Sand Mountain per se because I've driven by it. I haven't stopped yet, but that looks like a really fun place to go. Have you seen Sand Mountain on your way through? I've driven by there on my way to Gabs, Nevada, of oh, all you places. Oh, you go to the I've, hot spots. I've been out there. Oh, yeah, real hot spots. Uh-huh. But I've, I, I've seen Sand Mountain, and I've heard it's such a good time. I, mean, I grew up in Arizona where you know people would go to the Glamis Dunes in right. Southern California, and it's like a little piece of that. Yes. You know? And so I've got some friends that I know head out there and – go RVing and mm-hmm. riding their uh, ATVs out there. and so I'm going to take my bike out there one day when I get the time. <laughs> I'm usually driving from one end of the state to another, but it looks like a really right. fun place. And every year they have the annual Cantaloupe Festival. Uh, I think it's one week before or after Labor Day. Not sure, but check your website. Check Google Cantaloupe Festival in Fallon, Nevada. 
but tons huh. of fun, and we're going to be attending that too. And there's just so many neat things all across our great state. And I love the fact that we don't have the people issues. I mean, the quantity of people. You moved up here from Arizona, as I did. I mean, isn't it amazing how much fewer people overall that you run into versus being in Phoenix, Tucson? I mean, it's right. it's, it's, it's a it's you talk about a metro. That is a mega metro. Oh yeah, and I love the Reno Sparks area because it really does live up to that moniker of the biggest little city. It's got everything that you need professionally and every other way. Uh, as far as a place to live, but it's got that small town feel. You still run into people you know at the grocery store, and and uh, I, it's for me, it's the perfect size. Absolutely, it's the reason that we are here. The reason that we come to uh, Northern Nevada for Reno, Nevada, is because it's the feel that you have. The people here just they really make it comfortable. And I love living here because I can do what I love to do, which is be on the radio, talk about real estate, real estate for investors and of course my passion is uh my backyard passion i'm a honey beekeeper really yes i keep honeybees and i go to bee conferences and i love to uh, introduce people to the world of beekeeping we're members of the mason valley beekeepers association if you'd like to visit what goes on there it's mason valley beekeepers.org. Also, we do uh, work with them for the annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And again, if you want to find out about that, it's coming up early next year in 2020, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. And you're going to get all that detail there. Um, It's just a wonderful thing to get involved with, enjoy nature, meet great people, and take advantage of all the beautiful opportunities to have trees, plants, flowers, and more in northern Nevada. Deke, maybe you'll think about taking me up on that sometime. Oh, I, I got to tell you, that's something I've been interested in, and we, we need to take care of our pollinators. We need them. Uh, and uh, plus, you get the benefit of great honey. Great honey. <laughs> I can you only get, imagine. The honey is just like I said. It's sometimes like it's the icing on the cake. I'll I'm come glad... sample your honey anytime. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. We have one more offer uh, to sample our honey. <laughs> Deke, if case anybody wants to chat with you more, find out more, about Drake's title, give us your information again. Yeah, we can be reached at 775-501-9580, and we're located uh, on Kitsky Lane, right just south of Neal Road in the big four-story uh, building that was just finished. People were probably seeing on off the side of the freeway there. We're on the bottom floor of that, that Very building. Very nice. Driggs Title Agency, your information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We're on the air again next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends to join us, too. Then they can make a great deal on real estate. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.